Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to today's episode of the Voice of the VIP. Voice of the VIP. My name is Abraham Joseph Ajenifuja. I'm your host, uh, the creator of the VIP concept, author of the VIP Christian, and podcasting as Voice of the VIP. This um, podcast is primarily to for leaders uh, who are standing in the position of God before the people and who have this dual responsibility to be faithful to God and to obedient to Him in a way they serve the people that, that are underneath them. So leaders have this responsibility and also a privilege because, you know, they are closer in terms of understanding um, things that I cannot see or ears can hear or things that have been entered in the hearts of men. God reveals these things to leaders who are aligned with him. Leaders stand in a position of God because God, in fulfilling the promise to make to himself, needs leaders that he can trust, who are faithful and who are obedient to the things that he's going to show them so that he can lead his people accordingly. God's goal is to express the beauty of his glory in all domains of life, on all human domains, in the home, in the school, in the business, in the church, or any other religious organization that you may belong to, and the government. That's it, those five. Everything else that we do, they fall under those five. And God wants to express the beauty of his glory in all of them. Not just temporarily, not just for a year or two or even a, a, a decade. No, it is forever. It is God's intent, the vision, intent, and purpose to express the beauty of his glory consistently, continuously, and uniquely beautiful. No beauty of God are the same. They, they, they are all reflections of his beauty, which is just awesomely glorious beauty. Okay, that's why we are all different in terms of human beings. That's why you can't see any two humans who are exactly alike in every way. It's impossible. Even twins. Why? Because we are so unique. God made us that way. So that the, 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 the beauty we, we express of God is going to be unique. You know? It's, it's, it's going to be unique. It's a mystery. That's the way God wants it. So leaders are to know that they are uniquely 
qualified and being qualified by God, and they, you know, they have a unique set of abilities and capabilities that God wants to walk in and through them so that when they are doing what they are supposed to be doing, it's going to reflect differently from another leader. You know, that's why, you know, it amazes me for some of the leaders who, well, perhaps they do not, they do not have the knowledge of that to copy other people. To copy other people is actually devaluing God's promise. God did not promise that one person will copy another person, their value, you know, their intellectual property and things like that. God did not design the world like that. Actually, that is piracy, which began in the Garden of Eden. When God, after he has created everything in the first five days, and he created a human being, well, the enemy of God came to the garden. And for one intent, to destroy, to malign and damage that which God created so beautifully to reflect the beauty of his glory. And devalued humanity in that process. Because ever since then, humankind has not been able to live up to its potential. In any of those five areas, home, school, education, business, religion, and government. No. So when a leader or any other human being, okay, when they thrive on stealing, I call it stealing, okay, no matter where they get it, deceptively or whatever they get it, it is stealing with the intent to devalue themselves and then devalue the promise that God has made to himself to the world. So Satan devalued God's, um, his intent was to devalue God's VIP. And ever since then, all humans who bear the image of God, God's VIP, have been living under value since then. So when we look at the world that we live in today, it's a culmination of all the undervalued leaders, their vision, their intent and purpose all over the centuries. It's culminating to what we are seeing in the world today. Because the world today is living 80% undervalued. In other words, only 20% of the world's wealth have been realized. In the home, in school, in, in, in business, in religion, and, and government. That's why the world it is today. That's why people are, you know, leaving their country and going to another country. They are looking for pastures. That's why people are protesting against things they find to be unjust or injustice. You know, that's why, you know, citizens, in, in fact, right now, I just read in the, in the, in the news in Nigeria, that's a, that's a demonstration. The citizens, even the women, women who are Muslims, who, who are thought to be so 
religious, they don't protest against their husband, let alone the president of the country. They were out protesting against the president of the country. If 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 Islamic women can come out of their their cladded, you know, their, their rooms, their secluded rooms and where they stay 24, you know, if they can come out of there and organize themselves. I guess there's some housewife among them, that there's some, you know, professionals among them. If they can all come out and demonstrate against the sitting president who 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 also comes from their their their, their own native town, then that tells you the state that the world is in today. The value of the human is has been depreciated to the point where, you know, they can't take it anymore. Because you have 20% value of the world. Okay? And only seven, <coughs> you have seven billion people on the face of the earth who are competing for that piece of that 20%. And then, because that's all they see, they only see 20%. They don't know that there's another 80% somewhere else. Which, by the way, that's the reason for this podcast, to be able to show to leaders where the 80% is. But people focus on that 20%. And that's where you get all the crisis, all the rioting, and all because everything is focused on that 20%. 99% or 99% of people versus 1% of people is because of that focus on that 20%. Okay? The heightened racial unrest and police brutality, all is because of everybody focused on that 20%. Because if there's abundance in the world, okay, if the world is living up to its potential, there is a mysterious relationship between abundance and God's kind of abundance and peace in the world. Okay? So, I am so um, passionate about letting people know about this deception that the enemy of God has put in the face of people and some leaders. Who don't know where the 80% is. And so they lead according to that kind of mindset. A scarcity mindset. And when you have when you have scarcity, you have individualism because people are protecting the little that they own. So when you have individualism, then you have a an element of distrust comes in because then you are second-guessing the other people's opinion about the small thing that you have. Maybe they are coming for you so you protect yourself. Because security leads to conspiracy. You think that uh, everybody's conspiring against you. So from scarcity, you have individualism, you have distrust. Those who used to be your friends and, and members of a, of a community now become enemy. When you start distrusting them and they start distrusting you, any small misunderstanding can spark up, you know, big controversy 
and crisis and chaos. Before you know it, nobody knows the beginning and the end of anything. People are coming out of the book of just rioting. They don't even know the beginning of what started it. I'm telling you, scarcity mindset can bring in a lot of problems in the world. Because when you go back to the beginning, actually, when you go back to Abel, Cain and Abel, you know, Abel didn't think he had a good stuff. I mean, Cain. He thought his brother had the best thing, not knowing that he has something, just the way that he presents it. So he killed his brother. He killed his brother because he didn't have enough that he thinks, you know, he thinks that his scarcity of, of his gift, as of, of, of the offering that he is going to give to God, he thinks he didn't, he didn't have the right stuff. That Abel had the right stuff, so he killed him. And there's a lot of killings going on today because of that kind of mindset. If I can't have what you have, then I'm not going to let you enjoy it, kind of mindset. And leaders are the ones who are supposed to correct this false mindset. But what about if the leaders themselves don't have that mindset? That positive mindset that sees the 80% of the wealth unrealized, unrecognized, what if they don't see it? Then in the future, it doesn't I'll go well for anybody. That's why leaders must be alive to God's eternal glory. Okay? Because that's where the vision comes from. If you don't believe God exists, or you believe God exists, you don't have a relation with Him, or if you think there's, there are so many gods in the world, it's going to affect your mindset. It's going to affect how you see a cup that is half full of half, half empty. So, what am I saying here? Is that this podcast is for leaders primarily, okay? And when I say leaders, I mean if you are leading, if you are leading two or more people, you're a leader first of all. And the first leader is the leader of yourself. So you go from yourself to to the president of any country, leading millions of people. They are leaders. God has placed them there for a particular purpose. And so a leader must be faithful to God and obedient to Him in a way that He serves His people. So, I want to talk about today is the is a kind of if if you if you have a scarcity mindset, you know your gospel is also a scarcity kind of gospel. In fact, you don't have a gospel. What's the gospel? Gospel is a good news. That's the way the Bible describes it. Good news. And the the origin of the gospel in the Bible is because of Jesus. What Jesus did to mankind. Okay, mankind who are all brokenhearted. You know, who are poor in spirit who are held captive, who have been blinded, and who are oppressed, are all captivated by fear that they cannot live the life that they have. They have been deceived. 
They've been lied to. They've been blinded. They have been oppressed. They are hopeless. They have no life. They are powerless. And they live in the shadow of their lives. And have concocted some kind of rules and regulation, you know, to make sure that as long as they abide with this rule and regulation, then they can be have a semblance of a good life. They've taken God's Ten Commandments, they've broken it down to many, many, 600 and plus, you know, um, different laws. And as long as they keep that, they can still maintain a good similar life, even though they are poor in spirit, they are broken hearted, they are held captive, they are blinded, and they are oppressed. That's the world that Jesus came into. Because those people who are, who, who are, who are, who are, who are the recipient of the gospel, you know, they, 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 are, they are living in shame because they, are, they, 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 they feel some kind of guilt about their lives and shame. They can come out. And those who come out and being so proud about the laws that they keep, you know, they are miserable on the inside because they know that they are not keeping the law. Because it only takes one law to be, to be broken to bring a lot of misery into the law keeper. So you have to keep the whole law in order to have peace. And no one could do that. As a matter of fact, these law keepers, they make life miserable for, for their disciples. I mean, you can't work on Sunday, you, you can't do this, you can't do that. You know, there's so many, so many regulations. Regulation just, it just devalues. It limits the freedom. Because it is in freedom that you, 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 exp, you experience, you test things and experience things. That's why you find and create value. But if you don't have freedom, you settle for less. And that is not the image of God. God wants his image to be able to express. That's why God gives them liberty. Go. Be fruitful and multiply. That's what goes to Adam. But these law keepers are restricting people. So when Jesus came, he came in that kind of environment and he said, you know, his statement, which I love very much, is found in Luke um, 418. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me and has called me to preach the gospel to the poor. Let the poor people know that the God is the good news. Okay? Good news for their spirit, their soul, their body, but it begins from their spirit. Let the broken other know that they can be they, they can be healed. From the pain that they have in their hearts. Let the captives know that they can be set free. And the blind to know that they can get their sight back. And the oppressed to be to be to be to be to be set free from, from under the uh, oppressive power of the of the mighty ones. Jesus came to do that. Okay, he he lived it because it confronted all those people who are devaluing the image of God. Of course, they didn't like him because he came to support their party. But that's the gospel. That's the origin of the gospel. And the way that Jesus did it, he gave his life for that. He gave his life 
He died on the cross, was buried on the third day. He rose again from the dead. Because that's the only way that those who are held captive, blinded, oppressed, and points, that's the only way they could be set free. God had to become human and take on death face to face. The fear of death that has been terrifying all of God's children from their childhood. The book of Hebrews says, so he became like man. He took on the form of man. Jesus did. And systematically, he took on every single of those laws from beginning to end and he fulfilled all of them completely. And he took them and took them to the cross and nailed all these things that all the laws that you know, people could not fulfill, he nailed them to the cross. And he said, look, if you believe that I am God in human flesh, that I came to save you, that I died for your sins, I was buried for your sins, and I rose again in the of life for your sins, then for your justification, then you are saved. In other words, you are free to be who God has created you to be. That's gospel. So when we look at what today, it's hard to see that God's gospel is there, and then human beings are living 20% on the value. It is something happening. There are people with that 20% who are poor in spirit, who are brokenhearted, who have been held captive, who have been blinded, and who are oppressed. Who is going to tell the gospel to them? In the same way that Jesus did. That's the reason for the voice of the VIP. To bring the gospel to the leaders. And that should be the gospel for the leaders. When they know their gospel, then they take the gospel and make their organizations, their homes, their school, their, their businesses, their, their, their churches and, and community organizations and faith organizations, and their government make it to, to, be, to be prospering. Because what is happening today is evident that the world is not prospering. Yes, there may be a few of us who are really, really prospering, but majority are not. And God did not design a way like that. And God does not want us to blame somebody else for our own, you know, for, for where we are in life that we are not pleased with. So my friend leaders, what is your gospel? What message of good news do you bring to the world? In order to have that, you have to have the right mindset. You have to have the understanding of the existence of God. You have to have the understanding of how God became man. You have the understanding that it's through the gospel that the world is created. If there's no gospel, there can be there cannot be any wealth. Gospel creates the wealth, and then wealth creates the gospel. So it goes like that. Because when you're wealthy, you have a good news of how you became wealthy. And you can then go and make other places wealthy. And if all of us do that, some billion of us doing that, whether from a Christian perspective or 
or from other kind of perspective, as long as you are creating value that making the world a better place to live, the world will be better than the way it is today. Of course, the goal is that everyone will come to know God through Jesus Christ. So maybe some of you are there now, so maybe some of you are not there, but you're on your way there. That's God's plan. So what is your gospel? And if you're going to have a gospel, you must also understand the lack of gospel in certain places today. You must be able to see it. You must be able to see and bring back a topic that I've talked about before. You must be able to see the clearer faces, the masks on our faces, and it must concern you as a leader because you know you can't bypass that and say you have a gospel. There's a lesson for you leaders in there. You know, there's a template for building up new gospels. And if you ignore the message that God has given to all of us leaders in this post corona well, we're still in there if you fail to see the message that god is giving well then there's there's a challenge for the world then as leaders because god is definitely saying something to the cloudy faces god is you know engaging our minds to think about what this putting a cloud putting a mask on the face it's not normal for a human being. God did not create us to be like that. And we must not be content with it. You know, we must not be content with it. Absolutely not. If we are content with it, then that means that we are living under value. And then we are self-depreciating ourselves. The value of God going down the drain fall into the cracks, that must not be leaders. The reason why God has chosen you as leader is so that you can see things that people don't see. You can see this, this corona as just more than a, a, an unseen disease that, that needs a vaccine that nobody has even found yet. Do you know many other things in the air that God did not allow to affect human beings? So why did God allow this one? I mean, God did not cause it. So a leader must be able to think to the seventh, the ninth level of thinking what this could mean. For the leader, for the, for the, for the organization, for the community, for the society, for the world. You can't just stay there. And if we ignore this, this what God is saying right now, Guess what's going to happen? We're going to, we, we, God's going to press, keep the pressure on. Because, you see, God has made a promise to himself about us. In other words, God is going to fulfill the promise. But we have to believe him. That's all we have to do. We have to believe that God is able, is capable, is willing and will do what he promised to do. You know, 
copying people's intellectual property, um, living under value, not seeing the mirrors, the, the, what is the mirror of, of this corona, they all add up to us not trusting God. We don't believe him. I'm talking about those of us who know him personally, through Jesus Christ, that we don't believe him. Our profession of faith just lip service. Okay? And for those who do not believe in Jesus Christ, you still believe in God, right? You just haven't come to the place where you know that Jesus Christ is the means by which you can link to God. But even you, what are you doing? What kind of gospel are you bringing to the world? Do you see any relevance to your leadership in, in, in this corona? Something that you, you should pause and, and, and reflect deeply on. To cry out and ask God, what is it that I am missing in these cloudy faces? God will speak to you. Because God's glory depends on it. God does not desire for any to perish. All the people dying from COVID, God did not desire that. It's the work of the hand of humans. So, my friends, thank you for being with me today. Thank you for listening. If you want more information about this, this um, podcast today, about the VIP, about the gospel, about this undervalue that I was talking about, please go to our website, www.abrahamjoseph.co, and there you get some materials about, you know, the first three chapters of my book. That kind of lay the foundation. They lay the foundation of what wealth is. And any deviation from that is the beginning of undervalue. And the world has deviated from that since the beginning of time. So please go there, check it out. And um, I'd love to come and speak uh, to your organization. I'd love to do uh, group coaching, your organization. Uh, very soon you'll be seeing some other things that I'll be promoting in, be in between this podcast uh, to give you opportunity to learn more uh, about how you can equip yourself as a leader so you can be the leader that God has created you to be and, 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 and fulfill your purpose in generation and lay a foundation for the coming generations. Okay? Because God's beauty of glory must continue. You know? That's God's enterprise. It's an ongoing concern. It, it can't stop. You have to know God and through Jesus Christ to be able to see this, I'm telling you, my friends. And I'm willing to show you all those areas. You know? Please call me, email me. Every information is in, in the words I just gave you. I'm glad to, to um, engage you in, in any of those things. So, my friends, uh, this is Abraham Joseph Ajenfuja, uh, creator of the VIP Concept, author of the VIP Christian, and podcasting as voice of the VIP. Until next time, may you have a VIP week, my friends. Thank you. <music>